Hey Broomheads, it's Rachel here. Before we get into this week's episode, we just wanted to give you a quick heads up that we had some technical difficulties this week and the sound quality kind of deteriorates a little bit towards the end. It's still a really great episode, so we hope you enjoy and that the static doesn't distract too much. Check our you don't like the song all of a sudden, suddenly, suddenly, all of a sudden? Did I ever like the song? You don't like the theme song? You I don't like about the it. new song. But you like the song in general. Oh, like yeah, yeah. But I like like the season one through like, three like? version. I like like it. This if one I, I just like. If I do. If I do. What's my favorite part of it? I don't know. When they just say, be the best I can. Be the best <laughs> I can. Hear what I say to you. That's not even in it yet. Hear what I say to you. That's later. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's more coming. God, they just keep adding to the song or taking things away. I, I don't know, know. I know. Ah! That's also later. I don't <laughs> think that's in it yet. I can't it's remember. It's a later version. Well, there is. Yeah, there's like a real big gospely one that's coming. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait either. So impeachment, huh? Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Devin Sawa from the (laughs) film The Faculty. Was he in The Faculty? From Final Destination 1. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Devin Sawa. That's who I am. Devin Sawa. You might remember me from from (laughs) Devin Sawa. You might remember me from Final Destination Part 1. I think I had a drug thing. I, I think everyone did at that time. Confuse him with Brad Renfro. There's one other guy. I, oh, um, the one. Eddie Furlong. Jonathan. Taylor. T- oh, Brandis. Yes. Yeah, he's dead. He's also dead? Damn. Oh, yeah, he's long dead. What happened to him? He's dead. Brad Renfro's dead. One was a drug overdose. Wasn't one suicide? Jonathan Brandis, I think, was suicide. I think you might be right. Oh, so handsome. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. That's like a song, like a duet, like an Mm -hmm. old duet. I can't find it because Googling Are You Ready? Yes, I'm Ready doesn't really. It (laughs) it is a song, but I don't think that's the one I know. Uh, Devin Sawo. And also Edward Furlong falls. He's not dead Mm -hmm. either, but he falls. Remember him? He was Terminator 2. Pet Cemetery 2 also. Oh, yeah. Pet Cemetery 2. I do remember well. Yeah, he's in that. The and with Anthony Edwards. The rumor is that they are doing a new. They it's not a rumor. They are doing a new Terminator movie. They they may have already shot it, but it's mm. going to be like the direct Linda Hamilton, Arnold Schwarzenegger one, and I think Edward Furlong is maybe going to be in it. And we haven't seen Edward Furlong in. Uh, yeah, what's Dog's he been age. up to these days? I think he was one. He was like into some bad stuff. Oh. He got into some bad cheese. Oh, like like really rotten French cheese. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck that's yeah. Bad. Oh. It will mess you up. <laughs> it's like a baby bell that someone left under the soap. <laughs> <laughs> We've had to buy Max baby bells for a long time, but then he just would like open them and then not eat them. Yeah, just he's there for playing. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not. I literally, I gave him the last one last week. And I'm like, I'm never buying these again. Do you understand that? And he was like, Yeah. <laughs> he goes, Huh. He doesn't say yeah or yes. He goes, Huh, like Kanye West. <laughs> 
<laughs> have you exposed him to Kanye or did he make no, it up on No, he his just, own? that's, huh? You'll ask him a question. Do you want, huh? And I'm like, is that a yes or a no? Yes. <laughs> Are you ready? So your own personal torture is that you have a mini Kanye West living in your well, house. Well, I like I don't I mean I have obviously issues with Kanye West now, but I was a fan yeah. prior to the I never really cared for him, but prior to a lot of the stuff. Um uh it's my birthday. It's Pat's birthday today, guys. Thought everybody should know. I figured like any good uh narcissist, I would mm-hmm. announce on the podcast we're recording this on my birthday, mm-hmm. September 24th. Mm-hmm. I was born in the year 1980. That makes me 39 years oh, old. One year away goodness. from death. Yeah. <laughs> One year away from <laughs> sweet, irrelevance. Sweet, death. <laughs> oh, no, you're not a woman, so you're fine. That's true. That's true. I only get better with age. Patricia Arquette, though, she's getting the best roles of her life. Yeah, she had so many roles. She was nominated for so many things at the Emmys. She said that she's getting the best roles of her life in her 50s, and damn right she should because she's fucking wonderful. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? That's going to be the theme of tonight. That's going to be the theme of Patricia Arquette's career. She's she's got to be ready for the next role. She's going to say, yes, I'm ready. (laughs) Pat, we also only have, I realized today that if you include today, there's only a hundred days left of this year, which yes. is also this decade. The I only guess. reason I know that is because of your Instagram post today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Phoebe funny. And after that, I saw like two other people's posts that said the same thing, but they posted after I did. Um, but yeah, then it's gonna be a new decade. Oh right! It's not just the end of the year; it's right. the end of a decade. You know what I look forward to is we're gonna, and I'm, this is not not a bit. Mm-hmm. I really do look forward to what we're gonna end up getting now at the end of this year. Yes, in like December. Not only are we gonna get like lists of like the best albums of the year and the best movies of the year, but all the websites gonna be doing lists of the best hundred best albums of the decade. Yes, I love that shit. You're a big fan. I just love it. I yeah. love reading that stuff. Yeah, it makes me. Gets me all jacked up. I get a little bit confused about, I guess, like, because then we're going to be entering the 20s. So, the, like, 20 does end the decade. But I also feel like it kind of, I mean, 20 is the start of the new decade, but I feel like it also does end the decade. Right, right, right. But yeah. these lists. Like, I don't go feel by, like you count, like, zero to nine. You count one to 10. They so. do. They're going to do 10, zero. Yeah. To That's what they do. That's how they do it. I know because I've been seeing some things popping up here and there a little bit. Yeah, you can't say like 2030 is part of the 20s because right. it's not. Right, because it's, you know it's why? Because it's, right, because it's 30. Yeah. It's in the name. <laughs> it's in the name 30. This is it, Rach. This is oh. why we did the podcast, right? We can't let the broom heads down tonight. No. This is well, why we now started this I feel this like thing. we're going to let the broom heads down automatically <laughs> because you said that. I'm sorry in advance, broom We got to deliver two hours Ooh. of important we got to deliver discussion. much longer than these episodes are because I feel like there's so much silence in them. Yeah. <laughs> there is a lot to talk about. We got to come with some seriosity. Uh-huh. We got to have some guests like Bob Hoskins got to show up at some point. Oh, for yeah. This, you I know. hope it's about the first episode. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm 39 years old. I'll be dead next year. It's fine. Uh, how you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you doing, pal? <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to do it. <laughs> How's your birthday going? It's okay, you know. It's another, just just another just another day in my, my in my life. 
Yeah. I went to, I had a nice dinner. I went to a nice dinner. That's good. That's something. But you know, you bring you got to bring your kid to the dinner and it's never that great because it's always like, oh, he's not eating anything. And then he's yelling and, oh, we got to get out of here. So, you know, it's, it's fun. It's nice to go to dinner out at a place. It would be better if you didn't have, if the kid was, uh, or if he just liked Gone to for eat, a month. you know? What? <laughs> he just liked to eat. That would be nice too, right? That would be helpful. Mm-hmm. That would certainly be, it would make it a little bit uh, more uh, palatable. Yes. Lots of, we were away this weekend, so we went to a lot of restaurants. We've been doing, we went to, we did a lot of out eating. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not going to take Max to eat out for another six months or so. Yeah, you ha- you got your fill. Yeah, 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 yeah. But worth it. Nice, nice day. Mm-hmm. You know, just another Tuesday. Just another Tuesday. Just another day. Oh, I can't wait for the Oingo. Oh, we did an Oingo Boingo episode already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> already forgot. <laughs> this is when we start losing track of which episodes we've done. You can only hold how many episodes are we up to? Uh, you can only hold how many in your brain at once? Well, Rachel, funny you should ask. It's uh, this, <laughs> Technically, <clears throat> this is the 65th and <clears throat> the 66th episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, because this is a two-part. Yeah. <clears throat> Big time two-parter. And with sh- episodes like this that run mm-hmm. two parts, but really tell just one story or two stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is technically, to me, the 56th episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, where episodes number 407 and 408 called Time Stand Still, part one and part two. Time Stand Still, of course, is a Rush song. Mm-hmm. Rachel. I'm just going to give this time to to you. Did you listen to any Rush? (laughs) I listened to Rush a little bit today. Um, I listened to Time Stand Still, which has a really great music video, by the way. Wonderful music video. Um, And I've heard Tom Sawyer before. Yes. I'm familiar with that song. But for the most part, I realize I don't know any Rush songs. And I don't really care to know them any more than I know them now because it's not for me. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, And the lead singer's voice is a little high for me. Well, that's the big criticism that that people like you would make. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people people, that don't like the band. Yeah, exactly. A lot Um, of it is. Well, and also the songs are like eight minutes long. So you're hitting you're hitting (laughs) all the the notes of why I don't like it. You're hitting the talking points. Yeah. So I'm just going to let you tell me what you know about Rush. I'm just going to sit back for a few minutes, enjoy my beer, watch some Degrassi. You, are you going to listen, though, or are you going to just I'm going to listen, but I'm going to look at the screen while I do this. So. I like Rush. That's it. Okay, let's go. Let's do the episode. <laughs> let's talk about the episode. Uh, Spinner has a new haircut. and uh, Come on, what? Pat. You love Rush. Aren't I you going to tell Rush. me about Rush? No, I'm not. I'm going to talk about why I love them so much. Okay. I took notes. Oh, please do. So I love Rush. And are they what in your top ten? Yes, I forgot who your top ten. Are. Yes, e- yes, yes. I should keep notes on your top. Yes, 10. yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. I, the top ten is a uh, it's a nebulous thing. No one's number one and no one's number ten. It's sort of just like mm. these are the ten. Mm-hmm. But really, you could collapse that into like fucking fifty. Gotcha. In a lot of ways. But if you were gonna say you got to make a top ten, yes, Rush would be on my top ten. I love Rush. They're mm-hmm. one of my favorite bands of all time. I was a punk rock kid, so I spent all of my uh, young uh, life as well as all, all of my 20s uh, making fun of Rush mm-hmm. because punk rock punks don't like Rush. They're <laughs> stupid. Their songs are too long. His mm-hmm. voice is too mm-hmm. high. They sing about like fucking myths, and it's all like crazy time signatures and, 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 and like 
proggy mess and it's cheesy and it's like the most uncool shit in the world mm-hmm. so i didn't like them i used to make fun of them just like most most people who are in their <laughs> 20s do unless i don't know they like that kind of stuff so i did that for very many very many years then i turned 30 and i heard tom sawyer which is a song that i had heard before uh, but didn't pay much attention to it and then i was like oh fuck what what have what have i been missing and then I spent my 30s just fucking being in love with Rush because this is my theory, because that is when you stop sort of like caring about like cool shit. Yeah. And it doesn't like register with you anymore. I love uh, the earnestness of mm-hmm. Rush. Mm-hmm. I love the good heartedness of mm-hmm. Rush, the openness and love of music that they have and the people that love them fucking love them so much mm-hmm. and they give it back. They are. The dorkiest motherfuckers in the world. There's not an ounce yeah. of cool in them. And they were a band for 60 years. Yes. They were a band for a very, very long time. And on top of that, they went through a ton of different like looks. And then they go through a synth period. So when I first started getting into them, I listened to like the first like wave of Rush. Because big Rush fans don't like the second wave because it's synthy. Mm. And I was like, I'll fuck with this first part. Yeah, yeah. But then it turns out I love the second part even more. So I, not even more, but just as much. So I love the whole thing. Where's the changeover? When does that happen? The 80s, pretty much. It's like the 80s because that's when they found the synth. And Mm -hmm. even their guitar player, Alex Lifeson, who there's only three people in the band. Uh, Greatest drummer that ever lived, Neil Peart. Uh, Of course, Getty Lee, the aforementioned Mm -hmm. high nasally voiced singer. And uh, Alex Lifeson, who is uh, basically the the fun guy of the band, but he uh, hated that. Pe- he himself didn't like that time of the band because mm. he's the guitar player. Yeah, that makes sense. And he's like, I'm out here not playing guitar. What am I doing? Yeah. What happened? Was he playing the synth or was he just hanging out? He was playing the synth. Oh, okay. But so was Getty. It was a thing. Yeah, um, it was a lot of synth. So I realized that. Uh, a thing you sometimes uh, forget about is that, like, even though you get older and you think you've you've heard it all, you've seen it all, you've done everything that you, that you like, you like, mm-hmm. it's not going to change much. And then suddenly you hit 30, 31, 32, 33. And I'm not saying that's old. I know it's not. But what I'm saying is here was this band that was out there forever that I just made fun of and callously just like tossed away. Cause I was like, I can't like this shit. It's not cool. Mm-hmm. But here they were this whole time. And then they became like the band of my thirties, them and the hold steady, which is a new band. So that's different. Also will be probably in my top 10. I think if we Ooh, looked back, I don't remember yeah. exactly what that top 10 list says yeah, anymore. It's probably like top, like 12 uh, and a half. They'd be in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so what I'm saying is you can, you can discover things forever. That's true. There's always shit you don't know. That's the thing. No matter what you think, people get like mad about, uh, like people they remake movies. You know, people get mad, but it's not like the other movie goes anywhere. No, I don't know what this has to do with uh, discovering things. Keep going. (laughs) I don't know. I want to hear how you're gonna wrap. I don't know where I'm going with it, but that's been in the news. It's like people are so mad they're remaking the Princess Bride. And listen, the Princess Bride's a perfect movie. You don't need to remake it. You should remake movies that aren't that good. But also, who gives a fuck? Like, well, it's frustrating when there's a lot of stories that haven't been told yet. I yeah, sure. But the Princess Bride. But okay, here's what I here's my argument. The Princess Bride is an evergreen story that can be told from pretty much any point of view. Now that original movie that everybody loves, there is only white people in it. So the people, anyone who's ever seen that movie, 
they love it, but some people don't relate to it. Now, all you have to, if you take that movie and keep the same spirit and the same heart, and but Princess Buttercup is an African American woman, and mm-hmm. Fezzik is a, a Asian American Asian person, you know that then then it opens itself up to being relatable to other people. Yeah, I'm not saying that's even what they're gonna do. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm not saying the Princess Bride is relatable for a lot of people. But I think it's completely <laughs> relatable because it's not. Yeah, on the surface, I think the no. story is obviously a fantasy story, but there are morals and themes and 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 uh subtext that is obviously relatable to regular human beings mm-hmm. that's why it's so successful yeah it's about love it's about friendship it's about uh, uh, uh loyalty so mm-hmm. it's great anyway i don't know how, what the fuck this has to do with rush but uh you can discover things until you're dead and things that happen which is what makes life exciting right otherwise we'd be bored if we all listen to the same thing right that's what I'm, that's i what, spent that's what a lot of my childhood loving 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 music but also felt so cool by what i knew about music and that was like a front that i kept up yeah, to man. be like and people really did think i was very cool yeah um, well you probably were cool i was also cool but also, but i also like used that to like make myself feel like i was even cooler um and then i realized that it doesn't fucking matter yes. and i don't really care what people think of me so I can honestly like uh, Britney Spears for how fucking weird she is yeah, and you love how love great her dancing is, but her pop songs are like, whatever, but it's still enjoyable to listen to. Exactly. And her Instagram is a joy. Yeah. Yeah. Some people who like, like Rush will be like, it's a guilty pleasure. And I hate that. That's bullshit. I hate guilty pleasure because let's be honest, like, what are we guilty of? What are you ashamed of by liking Rush? I have no shame. There's no shame in it for me. I, I, I love to talk about them. I love people like I get people make fun of the fact that I like Rush. I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. I love them to death. I love them so much that to be, we usually do pick your favorite song. I can't do that. That is like an impossibility. It's too vast. There's too many different eras. There's too many different things. There's stuff I love about them in, in all forms and facets. So what I will say to anybody listening is this. If you have never listened to Rush, or if you did have listened to Rush and you thought, ah, this maybe isn't for me. Listen to Moving Pictures, the album, Moving Pictures. Just listen to it once a day for seven days. Because <laughs> you can't just listen to something once and then go, this is True. it, I'm, done. I'm out of this. You need time to spend with it. If after those seven days you go, you know what, not for me, that's fine. That's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. But let it just wash over you in beautiful uh, syncopated glory. And uh, and odd time signatures and goddamn Getty's voice, which you will grow to love. It will become the thing you like most about the band if you give open your heart to them and give them a chance. So that's my spiel. I love Rush. They're the great band. They were are a huge part of my life. God bless them. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I love all those guys. Those guys are great. They're still alive. They're all still alive. That's great. And they're happy, and they're Canadian. Well, Neil Peart's a little bit of a crusty curmudgeon, but he has had a very difficult life. But uh, Getty and Alex are very Canadian and very polite and very nice. And that's it. What more yeah. can you want? And they're, f- I mean, they're the best musicians that like ever played rock and roll music. So that's it. That's Rush. Let's talk about Jimmy getting shot, y'all. Oh, boy. Holy hell. Um, I've had, like... 
you know, a rough couple of weeks, but I like literally sobbed through the whole second episode of this show. I feel like we could go <laughs> loosey goosey on this one. Yeah, in the explanation. It's, Everybody uh, knows what happens. If I you're mean, I kind of feel like I think that we should go through some of what happens in the first episode to Let's get to where it goes. And the A story and the B story and both stay the same. There's I would no... argue that if we're looking down at our computer and it seems like we're going for over like an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes, and we've only talked about the A story, we could chuck this B story in the recycling bin and not even talk Discuss about it. Discuss it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I almost feel like we should talk about the B story first to get it out of the way because it's not totally relevant. No, let's to the... do the okay. A story. Let's get... Oh, okay. you know what? The what? main event is... We... You're right. That's what we should do. Yeah. The main event is Jim. You, you're. We're not going to be able to talk about Jimmy Get Shot and then and then talk, talk about, about Joey trying to sell his fucking house. <laughs> Literally, Joey tries to sell his house. Sydney's going to help him sell it. Yeah, he originally has a realtor named Helen. Um, fucking yeah. Helen. And then yeah, Craig. So Craig is homesick and he sees Joey trying to sell the house with this lady Helen. And then apparently Sydney is a realtor. I had no idea. I had no um, idea. <laughs> So Craig calls Sydney and Sydney's like uh, comes over and Joey Jeremiah is shocked to see her at the house. And apparently like he either has to sell the house or he has to sell the dealership because he's running out of money. Jeremiah Motors. Jeremiah Motors. Um, and so Sydney comes back and it's awkward, but then she and Joey talk it out and it seems OK. And then so she decides to sell for him. And then Caitlin shows up out of the fucking yeah, blue. The new new short haircut. New short haircut. What are you thinking of the haircut? I like it. Me too. It looks good. Stacy Mystician she is- She could pull off any haircut, though. Stacy Mystician is very attractive. She's a very pretty lady. As is Sydney. Yes. There's a mention of Tessa Campanelli. There is. Because Joey's like, who else are you going to bring back? Like, Because that's the only other person we know he's dated. Right. Well, it is weird that- uh, Craig calls Sydney and then like Joey comes home and she's just there and Craig doesn't give him a heads up. Yeah, that seems a little bit odd. Um, So then Caitlin goes behind. I don't even have anything written down for the second episode. I just wrote, I can't even with this B story because it just seems so dumb in comparison. It's a fine B story, but for this episode, it feels like nothing happened. Nothing important happened. I'm almost like nothing of consequence. I understand that you, TV shows are supposed to do a certain thing and they're supposed to follow a structure. This, if any episode of this show has been like, you don't need to fo- just don't have a B story. Yeah. It's this it's one. It's this like, one. You don't need a B and story. And I think it's also like, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit more, but I think it's also hard watching this like 14, 15 years later. I don't know exactly. This was like 2005, 2006, I'm assuming. Yeah. But like school shootings have taken on an, like an even deeper meaning than they did then. And so watching it feels that much more loaded. Than, I totally agree. I like, thought I that. mean, Columbine was 99. So like, and that was the first instance of, of this really happening. Yeah. And, but now it's just like so regular that kids have uh bulletproof backpack. Oh yeah. This shit like was that. not happening. And it when the, no. not, not to the And I mean, we happens. only like after Columbine, we started doing active shooter drills, but not to the extent that they do them now. It was like a once in a blue moon thing. And it was like only like a couple years later. Right. We're um, way just, it's not that we're desensitized to it, but like when you watch this, I literally watched this and thought, and this is terrible, but I thought, oh, this is a pretty tame shooting. Like, because yeah. of what we've seen. Because of what we've now. seen since. But it's still, I also feel like it feels so much more real and possible. 
We'll talk about it. I I want to finish up this B story because oh I not yes, I forgot I forgot about the B story. We got to do that still. Yeah. Um. So Caitlin decides to go behind Joey's back to buy the house. So she goes to meet with Sydney. They put their differences aside. She makes an offer on it, and then Joey figures it out pretty quickly. Joey ain't no dummy. The end. Um, That's literally the end because then they find out. And I also wrote down male pride as something because like Joey couldn't deal with Caitlin like buying the house and trying to help him. Yes. Yeah. Um, But what was the idea that she's going to buy the house and they were just going to live there? I mean, are they? They're not married. They're just together. But like, I mean, I also think that she didn't need to not tell him and buy the house like they could yes. have just had a conversation and she said what can i do to help how many times have you and i been watching this show and it's an adult storyline and and one of us usually you you pointed out i think these adults you are still younger than they me, never so. but still <laughs> the, with the adults on this show never just talking about the no. things that could <laughs> there's always like mayhem ensues <laughs> yeah because you and don't i feel like around them. caitlin there's a lot of mayhem that ensues um, yeah, she, she became is. really comical at some point with yeah. Joey, and now it's just going to be like the Bridget Jones of this show. She was a real like doofus who like I yeah. would always make a joke about like oh I forgot my keys. That's what yeah. they turned her into. But now, but they also forgot. Oh wait, she's a really competent and intelligent career woman. So let's also have her be that and yeah. make enough money to buy Joey's house. Yeah, <laughs> and so like a lot of money there's a part like where the two stories tie together. Um, when they when Joey and well Caitlin finds out about the shooting from her work and they go to the school and she yells at some lady who's trying to get uh, like a local news lady who's trying to get in the face of yeah. some of the kids mm-hmm. and that's pretty much the B story how much did they was he asking for the house it was like 400,000 400,000 yeah loonies fuck I thought I was gonna get you <laughs> I thought I was gonna get you to say dollars and I was gonna say yeah. well, oh wait I think you mean loonies <laughs> that was my plan there <laughs> I like you how I knew the it. amount and I said loonies. No, I know. Here I, I thought I wasn't going to be on my game tonight and I'm like, bam, I know all the facts. I was hoping you would say $400,000 don't go, I don't you mean loonies. Don't you mean yeah. But you were right. I you did. got ahead of me. So we're fucking done with this B story. Throw yeah. it in the garbage. Good, good riddance. Oh, less than a half hour, done. <laughs> well, I talked about us. Rush for 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I bet you it's only about seven minutes. Yeah. That I talked about Rush. It felt longer. Yeah. I think we talked about other things for a while, yeah. too. So, yeah. Salesman! So, A story. A story! Time for the A story? Yeah. <laughs> we need a different thing for the A story. Uh, <laughs> What's another real world I don't thing? know. <laughs> it wasn't not funny. It wasn't not the A story. <laughs> I don't know. Tammy. It wasn't not Tammy. funny. Tammy! Oh, good. God bless Tammy. Tammy had an abortion on television in the fucking early 90s. Isn't that incredible? That's incredible. It's incredible. And we haven't moved on at all. No. We actually have gotten worse. We've gotten worse on that issue by a lot. But she went and got an abortion in the fucking early. That is so goddamn brave. And everybody hated Tammy because she was like a loud mouth. But she's. That's an amazingly brave thing. Yeah. She was like, I don't want this baby. I'm going to let this film crew. Come with Come me. and document my abortion. I love it. God bless. Tammy, everybody. What's she up to these days? She's around. She's mm-hmm. doing, she might be a basketball wife. I'm not even kidding. Oh, that nice. That sh- show Basketball Wives or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think she's on one of those. Salesman. Uh, a story. Rick comes to school with a beret. <laughs> that fucking, the second <laughs> it started, I was like, dude, you're, uh, you're asking for it. 
Oh, I like, like Rick is definitely bullied, but he doesn't help himself either. <gasps> Rachel. And it's yeah. not even the beret. It's like, there's a lot of other things that are actually like bad, but like, come on. Like, don't wear a beret to this fucking school. So he shows up in a beret. Spinner shows up in his beat up car with a new haircut. <sighs> Which, like, makes me feel like they waited many months to film this episode because everyone's shown up with new haircuts. Either like, that or they, like, honestly, I, I think it's like they needed a new fresh coat of paint on mm, him mm-hmm. to turn to this dark side. Yeah, because we had this dumb Manny Spinner stuff before this. And right. we needed to make a big move. So they fucking put him in it. I actually got to be honest. I don't mind this haircut for the time. No, no. For it really time. makes sense for the early mid 2000s. We're going down, down, in and early around. Yeah. That's what it, it is. It, I was going to say, it looks like he's in All American Rejects who <laughs> also have a song called Time Stand right. Still, I found out. <laughs> and sugar, we're going down swinging. Oh, Fall Out Boy. <laughs> Bob. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so haircut. so he's like picking on Rick and the beret when uh, Jimmy also arrives at the school with he's him. He's also picking on Rick and uh, the beret. So the next day at school, because we jump, um, Rick decides to spray paint an X over Spinner's uh, driver's side window. Yes. Because um, that's what you would do when you're mad at someone. It yes. automatically is an X. Um, and it comes. To, we come to learn he also does it to Jay's car. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. So, yeah. It's hard. I uh, You keep going. That's, yeah, that's also not why, like, Rick should be picked on um, at all. But That anyway. he sp- spray paints someone's car? I mean, that's terrible, but, like. It's complete vandalism. It's illegal. It's, yeah. like, it's like a jailable it, offense. It's bad. Um, so, Rick walks into school and bumps into Jimmy, and it's tense, but then Snake catches them both, and they should be in class already. Yeah. Um, and uh, Snake kind of like wants to, like we find out by this like backhanded question that Jimmy's going to join the trivia team that Rick is on for a competition called Whack Your Brain. Yeah, because what's her name? Heather Sinclair has mono. Mm. She was on the team, so they needed a replacement, mm-hmm. and because she has mono, so they are. So he picks uh, Jimmy Brooks. Jimmy Brooks, because Jimmy knows some geography and sports. Yes. So the team is going to be Jimmy, Rick, Toby, and Emma. That's mm-hmm. a murderer's row of people. A murderer's row. Yeah, you know, yeah, murderer's row. It's I like don't a, know that phrase. Oh yeah. What's it it's, mean? Uh, is a baseball thing. Oh, like and why? You had when, a, when would you use it? If you had a. Uh, your lineup, your hitting lineup, mm. if everybody in it was good, they called it a murderer's row. row. I see. I think I it see. probably comes from some other kind of like literary yeah. thing, but it like took out over yeah. like as a from a from baseball. And then like if you go, you know, you can figure it out from there. So like Toby and Rick are friends from that last episode where they started doing trivia stuff together, right? And the whole chasing girls to kiss them. Oh right, thing. God, I just like, um, blocked that out of my mind. And then Emma apparently is friends with Rick after the whole time that she was like totally picking on him a few episodes before. She's totally turned around. And she also and she does stick up for him in that episode, but at the end of that episode makes it a point to be like, I'm not your friend. Yeah, and now and she's now like walking down the hall with him friends. and like. He's, she's standing up for him, but to the point that, like, Rick thinks that she's flirting with him. Because Rick is a fucking insane. And that's where I'm like, ooh, that's... Rick sucks. That's where I have a big problem. Like, a lot of the other stuff, like, I think is 
like what what happened with Terry is awful and wrong, but it, the kids picking on Rick is not solving that problem. It's definitely not solving that problem. I would and agree the fact with you. that like the school isn't like doing anything about it. Like they should never have let him come back to school there. A part of the issue though with me on this is that yes, the bullying is is it's kind of like light bullying. Well, the thing that's funny about it too is that it's like everyone in the school was in the one episode doing it, but now it's really just Jay and Spinner. And he has friends. And Jay has nothing to do with Terry, so I don't understand why he now... Jay's pretty shitty. Jay's just a fucking asshole. Like, Spinner I kind of get, but like... And especially because Spinner wanted to beat him up after everything happened with Terry in the first place. Well, Spinner was very close with Terry. So yeah. I believe Spinner's motivation is, yeah. is Terry. It's not just to, like, create terror, which is that's yeah. Jay's. And after the beret, once, like, Jimmy has to spend a little bit of time with Rick, like, he kind of, like, warms up to him oh, a little Jimmy bit. Oh, Jimmy starts like, to like him. And to the point, yeah, we're exactly where he starts to like him. And it's, like, really not a huge issue. Not but for like, nothing, but when they smack Toby's mouth into the water fountain, that is worse bullying than they do to Rick. It's true. Rick yeah. is like a lot of name calling, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I have a hard time. I do think that like Rick, they do, they really try very hard to balance it so that you see both sides kind of. They do. And what that's what makes it interesting is that it's like, oh, there's no, there's no, nothing right to this. Yes, um, it's just a bad situation all around. It's just a bad situation all around. And it's like, could it have been prevented? Probably. But like the way it could have been prevented is to like not have had these kids interact at all. Yeah. And that's yeah, really it. Yeah, totally. Well, that would have been um, not letting him back in the school. That's but like- it also makes me wonder, like Rick as a character is a classic for these white male shooters and these school shootings. Um like I think, like there's a lot about him that kind of represents that someone who's really quick to anger, but who's picked on for being a little different and a little weird. But he's also like irredeemably creepy. Like he's yeah, yeah, no, and I think that like there's a lot that comes up the like, misogyny of a lot of these guys who like the kind of incel type of thing. It's like you can't blame women for like not sleeping with you. That's yeah, not that's our job. What's happening. Like that's it's what's not our job to do with that. The Emma, you flirted with me. No, she didn't. Also, she no, didn't flirt with him no. at all. None of that nice was flirting. Him. She was just nice to him, which is like a completely reasonable thing to be. And like when they're at the quiz show, um, like he tries to like grab her hand really uncomfortably and she like pulls it away. Like, yeah, you get the hint, bro. Like, bro. Oh, like it's one of these things that like, I've always been so worried about having someone think that I like them when I don't because I don't know how to deal with that. And, Mm -hmm. like, what – like, not that I'm always worried that someone's going to be so angry they're going to try to shoot me from that. But it's, like, a legitimate fear, I think, that a lot of women have because you don't really know, like, if someone's going to think that I owe them something. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think they did a really good job of representing this in a really simple, obvious way. I agree that they do that very well, but at the same time, if they want us to sort of like side with Rick mm-hmm. in any way, it, that's the yeah. wrong that's the wrong card to play because and maybe it's different 15 years ago than it is today. But as soon as I see that, I go like, I'm done with this dude. Like I don't yeah. feel bad for him anymore. I don't feel yeah. also like he's when they throw his uh, fucking John uh, what's the, the beret, beret yeah. 
uh, into the garbage. And then he like go, he's they're like, go get it. And he like does. And, and of course they push him in the dumpster. You fucking yeah. dummy. What did you think they were going to do? Just yeah. let you go get your beret. Yeah. Your Jean Beret. And I mean, Ramsey? like there's a point when um when Rick tries to talk to Radich about it yes. and Radich totally blows him off. He uses the word again. <laughs> <laughs> if something happens again. Yeah. Um, he said he he used a phrase like if anything serious happens. Yes. Um, like because none of this was serious. But what happens too is that while everything's well, happening with the trivia agree. team, Rick starts to get a little bit more built up and confident. Yeah. Um, because like Jimmy's being nice to him, they're yeah. doing really well with the trivia. And Jimmy sticks up to him and gets into a fight with Spinner over yeah. Rick. Yeah. And so like so then Rick makes it clear that he's the one who spray painted their cars. Yeah, he's antagonizing he them. He starts antagonizing them back. Um But I get it. He get like you said, he's get he gets a little bit of confidence. He starts to feel himself that he can just But do then that. he's still so fucking weird because he has his mom make him this oversized suit to wear <laughs> for the trivia show. How did I get here? <laughs> Exactly what suited it. Let the days go by, let the water flow in. Like, there's this whole conversation between him and his mom about growing into the suit, and I'm like, the suit is never gonna fit this kid. Well, also, and, sadly, it's not. But it also, yeah. you find out his delusions when he walks in, and Toby walks in, and the mom is like, he tells me that you, Emma, and Jimmy, and uh, and Rick are all inseparable best friends. Yeah. It's like, oh, this dude is a crazy person. Also, what is this mom's accent? Well, she's treading the boards. Man. Oh, yeah, she's that's all, her. That's never... her. <laughs> what is it called? She's like, never not treading, bro. You... <laughs> What's the proper? <laughs> never not treading, bro. Hang loose. <laughs> What's the proper English dialect that you use? Transatlantic? What... I don't <laughs> Look who you're asking. Is this about Rush? No, I don't know. It's a better accent. Is this about La Via Strangiato? Yeah, then I, do, I didn't. Know. I didn't study acting. I don't know all the accents, <laughs> but she's got like a put on British accent essentially. She, uh, and she keeps calling him Ricky. Yeah. Oh, Ricky. Oh, Ricky. Martin. Ricky. That reminds me of the movie Better Off Dead. Ricky. <laughs> the big mom, Dennis Blunden's mom. Ricky. Mm-hmm. That movie's great. You should see Better Off Dead, everybody. Um, I never saw it. It's really fun. It's so funny. It's John Cusack, one of the John Cusack 80s movies. Oh, okay. It's great. If you haven't seen it, it's really worth it. Um, it's very weird. It's like this weird precursor to like alt comedy. Like they go into these like uh, animated bits and like there's like non sequiturs and really fucking dark jokes. Like mm-hmm. the movie is about, I'll go very briefly. Yeah, yeah. John Cusack's character <laughs> gets like broken up by, by his girlfriend and he's like constantly like trying to commit suicide and it's played for laughs. Like he's trying to like hang himself oh, in, a, in the God. closet and the mom like opens the door and it like almost, ha- it's, but it's really goddamn funny. It's, it's very like dark. an opposite of Final Destination. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's really dark and it's really, really, really funny. Um, treading the boards. Oh, we're treading the boards. We're always oh, going to be treading boards. <laughs> when they're doing like the the practice round um, of questions, there's an answer that actually came up in conversation the other day when I was with Myra, and it was about the Buffalo Bills losing the most consecutive Super Bowls. Four in a row. Yeah, which Jimmy gets right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he gets that was with Snake, Mr. Archie. Archibald. Yeah, that was just the practice Archibald, one. Rupert, Snake, mm-hmm. Simpson. Mm-hmm. So they have this. Uh, also, th- also, one other thing we learned is that Rick's dad has a sales job, so he must wear a suit like this 
and he's out on his sales job. Yeah, he's n- so he we never want, see him. He doesn't want to not be around Ricky. No. Uh, so this game show is being shot at Degrassi. Yes. It's Degrassi against, I don't know, some fucking school. Northern. F- school for 11-year-olds. Yeah. They're like, they They're the kids. so young. Yeah. But one of the great There's one lines, short nerdy one. One, oh yeah, Mick. His name is Mick. <laughs> he is such a short nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the great moments is when Rick first gets to school, Paige spots him from a little far away. She has her cell phone. She opens it. She walks past Rick, hands it to him and goes, it's Principal Radich. He wants his suit back. <laughs> That was such a good line. But like, the way she like gave him the phone. Yeah, and like kept yeah, the, yeah. With like a oh, flip phone. Principal Radich on line one. He wants, I think it was he she wants his suit back or something like along yeah. the lines of he wants to make. It's very funny. So they have the contest. Mm-hmm. And there's a tie between the two. T- oh, no. They there's, win. There's an, yeah, they end up winning. Um, but then there's like an intermission before. Yeah. There's also one weird, um, creepy thing right before that when Rick is talking to Emma and he says something to her about her being his guide, and Emma's kind of like, okay, like doesn't really know what to do with that. Yeah. Um, and he's he cruising for a bruise. He doesn't pick up any of the clues, like that she's not interested in him in any way. Well, she's like, oh, well, he doesn't kiss her till after, so we'll get to that. No, later. no. But um. Uh, he's like very pitiable at times, but then he's also just like so unbearably like obviously gonna snap. Yeah, yeah. And yes, that's that's really uh, I don't know. Yeah, so they're on whack your brain. Whack your brain. Uh, one of Emma's answers is Franz Ferdinand. I picked that up. Yeah, the the question was uh, yeah. who recorded the great song "Take Me." Everyone's now. like Rick's getting the most of them, but all of them are answering things. Bing, um, bing, bing. Toby knew what Gaspacho was. He did. <laughs> He did. Toby Toby and his gazpacho. Yeah, that seems to be the one thing that Toby's here for is his soup answers. I love poor Toby. Toby's great. Toby's actually really great in this episode. The actor, mm-hmm. Jake Goldsby. He's yeah. very good in this episode. Yeah, I think. he is. Um, we'll get to it. There's one particular scene that I... Uh, that unfortunately made me laugh and it wasn't supposed to, but I really laughed at it. We'll get to it. Remember this broomheads. I'll talk about it. Yeah. So they go there's like a tie. Yeah, right, right, right. So there's a tie in the game, in the game and Jimmy and Rick take a bathroom break and they're chatting and things seem cool. And then Spinner and Jay walk in mm-hmm. and Spinner and Jay are being weirdly nice, like yeah. creepily nice. Which is, again, like a cue, how do you not see this? Yeah. Um, and so they're like, oh, so you, Rick, you're going to be the one to to answer the questions. And Jimmy's like, yeah, better him than me. So the so it's a tie, and the tiebreaker is they each have one, one person, person, and whoever answers the most wins. Mm-hmm. So they've decided that because he's answered the most questions, it will be Rick. Mm-hmm. And yes, so yeah, yep, Spinner and, so, and Rick. And Jay confirmed yeah. that. So because Alex is Jay's girlfriend and she's the VP, she can sneak up into the rafters to get put paint and feathers up there, which is <laughs> obviously the, lead, the thing that I would put <laughs> on Rick. You know, like that. I'm just like, okay, yeah, paint like and feathers. I feel like it should be eggs, but maybe that's harder to do. Well, I don't think eggs will stick as much. Yeah, I guess you'd have to break them all for the feathers. Yeah. I also think the paint has something to do with the spray paint. Kind uh, of. I don't even maybe, know. Yeah. Maybe not. That's kind of yeah. what I thought. 
So they decide to set this up so that they're going to pour this stuff. They're going to carry him. He's getting carried. Mm -hmm. He's getting carried. So. Except Carrie was covered in pig's blood, which is significantly worse. Oh, yeah. Than paint. For sure. Now, this was. So he wins. Yes. And And he has a moment. Yes. He has a moment before anything happens. And then all the paint comes down on top of him. Yes. And it is excruciating to watch because just because I know where it's going. Yeah. Like it's not on its own. It's like fine. It's not that horrible. It's like, it's so embarrassing. This is being filmed for television. Like like eight in the morning on a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a big fucking deal for all of them. Not just Rick. Like, and it's, it's really, Oh, it's just, it's not nice. Before he goes out to answer the questions on his own, he like mm-hmm. comes behind Emma and whispers, "This is all for you." Yeah. Come like, on. So So then he creepy. gets covered in yellow paint and feathers, and it's humiliating. Mhm. But like I have definitely met many a, a man like Rick in my life. Not anyone who's shot anyone, but like someone who really weirdly thinks so highly of themselves in these situations that like I don't understand. Mm. Like I would, if, if I were bullied by everyone in school and all these people were saying things to me, I would just be so self-deprecating. Like, and the fact that like any little thing seems to build him up and it's just, yeah, there's something really odd about like how he told his mom about things. Like, does he really believe that? I think he does. Yeah. I think it's a failure of the mental health. (laughs) But in a way it is. Yeah. Yeah, Like that's always Trump says it's like failure. But in this, he obviously. I mean, my my argument also is like it's a problem with the patriarchy and what it means to be masculine. Right. But he's also certifiably like there's something insane about him. Like he is. I don't think him telling his mom that he's best friends with three boys. Yeah. Has anything to do with it. Has anything to do with it. That's the fact that he sees things that clearly aren't there. Mm-hmm. And he's angry, and and, and he's f- tarred and feathered. Now, I, I, it's totally humiliating, but it's also like, I mean, it sucks. I just don't. I, do I believe that it sends a person to go shoot people? I, maybe it does. I don't know. I guess it does. We're watching. The, I feel like we don't we're know Rick it well him. enough, even honestly, because I never eat. Like the also the domestic violence stuff does not track with this right right yes totally it's a totally that anger yeah, like i feel right. like I never this is almost too thought through where all of his anger before was very like off the cuff you're right i never even thought of that but i guess we're supposed to believe also that he's been like dealing with that and like going to therapy for it yeah so i wouldn't think he would do this then yeah and also if he's been going to therapy wouldn't he mention something to the therapist about um yes or counselor or anyone about this bullying at school you would think who knows? Ugh. So he gets tarred and feathered and he comes back to school the same day, still with the, the paint same on him on. and everything on him. And people are trying to be nice to him. Like Toby's trying to be nice to him. Jimmy's trying to be nice to him. There's still people like, dude, so, this sucks that this happened to you. We're going to get the guys. Like he had friends. And even like he, he goes and sees Paige and he almost like pulls the gun out. But Paige is like really, really nice to him about She's like, this was horrible. Yes. Like that's that is not yeah, okay. Page rules. Um, and so he like puts the gun back. Oh, in I forgot. We should have said he got the gun. Yeah, he went home with the trophy. <laughs> I and said, mother, father. You know, 
fucking Which, lunatics. That's when you know that he's a sociopath. Anyone who calls the mother and your parents' yeah. mother and father is a bit of a loon. Yeah. So be aware, guys, because obviously, where have we seen that before? Psycho. Yes. Like, <laughs> mother. I have never heard anyone call their parents mother and father in this day and age. Right, 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 right. And right. also, who keeps their guns really obviously unlocked in their house? Like, come on. In, yeah, I a know. lot of dumb people I know, but yeah. like, I would. You know, thought a lot that of people have guns. Father would be better. I said a lot of dumb people do that. Oh, I think you said a lot of du- oh, a lot of dumb people I know. I thought you were saying like you know. Oh, them. oh. like who? Who do you know? <laughs> I know a lot of dumb lot people of- who just keep their guns unlocked in but their homes. We should say the Linda Shiler Stephen Stone over the first episode oh, is it's, chilling it's so good yeah. like he pulls the gun out and it's just rick looking up like it should be noted the actor who plays rick is fucking great he is he nails all of the nuances of like the, all of the different levels of crazy that he is yeah really fucking well he does a really good job of playing the character because you you feel sorry for him but you also feel creeped out by him at the same time mm. like yeah he's got those pillowy lips yeah Pat wouldn't play. With his <laughs> he got those pillowy lips. Way to start them instead of our next episode. You love those pillowy <laughs> lips. Those pillowy lips. Uh, so he goes to the school with the gun. Oh, so what happens is, kind of after he's about to pull the gun on Paige, and Paige is really nice to him, he puts the gun back. And then he goes to the bathroom and he rethinks his decision. Completely. Oh yeah, he puts he puts the gun in his locker. Yes, he's not going to shoot anybody. Yeah, and he goes to the bathroom and he's like trying to clean off um, the paint and everything like that. And then he hears people coming, and so he runs into a um, stall, and it's Spinner and Jay. I mean, that shot is kind of funny. Yeah. The oh, shot yeah. when he first gets back to school and he's clutching the, the oh, backpack with the paint on it. It's really it's, sad, too, because, like, uh, Emma and Toby are sitting with JT and Danny, and JT and Danny keep laughing at it. And it's like a lot of the kids are just, like, laughing at him. But, like, obviously, he's, like, super, super upset. And, like, Emma and Toby and Jimmy all get that. And yeah. Paige gets that. But some of these kids who are, like, less involved, like, don't understand how bad that is that's a great point it's yes that's a great point the people who are not like day to day with him and also like in some ways like jt was probably like the most bullied kid before rick got there so he's just like oh thank god yeah yeah (laughs) someone's taking the the heat off of me yeah exactly so back to like a little bit ahead of this um rick is in the bathroom and jay and spinner come in and they realize he's there because there's like paint and feathers all over the sink (laughs) and they see his like yellow shoes with his like oversized suit under the stall and so they're awful. Like I don't even I don't even know how to say like how bad this is because this changes the entire story. This changes someone's life forever. Rick said I'm sorry. Jay. Jay. <laughs> Rick doesn't say anything. Rick is in the stall. Cowering. <laughs> cowering. And Jay and Spinner are there and Jay says that Jimmy planned that. They're talking, yes. He starts saying that, like, Jimmy Brooks did it. He, it's good to have a man on the inside. And Spinner goes along with it. Mm-hmm. And then and they And I leave. can't believe mm-hmm. they did that. Well, okay. They, they didn't see where this was going to go. I think you fair. have to look. I do think, yes. I actually think it's totally believable. Yeah, from yeah. From the standpoint of, like, no one thinks this kid is going to fucking shoot anybody. And... 
But what did they think was going to happen from that? Uh, okay, I definitely think they they thought you know there might be some sort of like yelling or fighting or whatever. And yeah. I think we also have to take into account. Not to forget that Spinner and Jimmy have also just had this big fight. So yeah. Spinner's pissed at Jimmy. How are yes. you taking this guy's side over mine? So he's angry. Mm-hmm. And they're acting in this moment where it's like, to Spinner, it's like, I don't, I'm, I'm pissed at Jimmy, so I kind of don't care if he like yeah. yells at Jimmy. There's no way they thought, and yes, you're right. That's kind of like the crazy thing about the world. Sometimes you do things with very little thought, and that's what it is. It's very not thinking through anything. They're yeah. not trying to like, the, the end result is not, they're not thinking the end result is going to be the end result, but it's why it's a testament to like, fucking think before you do shit man because this yeah. is gonna get ugly. like your actions and your words have consequences even if you don't real think that they will mm-hmm. at the time like and don't be dictated by your anger that moment because yeah. spinner's obviously pissed at jimmy and yeah. so that's like to him he's like fuck jimmy i'm gonna get him into trouble because mm-hmm. that's also the thing is like they don't want to get in trouble by radich so yeah. they probably because just radich think that rick that is he, gonna he, go he and like tell does radich. like a school a message to the whole school and is like we're gonna find whoever did this like so in their minds it's probably like oh he'll find out it's jimmy and he'll go tell say it was jimmy mm-hmm. and then he'll get in trouble not us mm-hmm. but ultimately it's this horrible thing that happens to which those two people react very Jane Spinner very differently, and one is awful. Yes, and one is obviously like whole like his whole world cr- crashes before him. Yeah, that's Spinner. Yeah, Spinner does not handle it. He's very upset. And Jay says, "Oh, anyway, we should get we should go in order." Yeah, sorry. I mean, so after that, essentially after Rick hears that, he comes out now fuming. Yeah, um, and goes back to his locker and gets the gun. Get the gun. Get the gun. And he confronts Jimmy. Yes. And, he, and I don't even know what to to say. He shoots him. <laughs> fucking I mean, at close range. Like he essentially says to him that he did this. And Jimmy said he did, didn't. And yeah. Jimmy starts to walk away and he shoots him in the back and he falls. And Craig sees that yeah. Jimmy's down yeah. and he's around the corner. Right. Um, and then he goes and he finds yeah. Sean and Emma and Toby. Right. And, and this is this is this is a tough scene. It's a really tough scene. And Rick is blaming Emma for this. Well, yeah, the flirt you flirted with, with me. me. And yeah. You I thought you were in love with me, he says. Yeah. Fucking insult. Um and oh, and, and then Sean's like, hey man, like Sean diffuses the situation. I feel like this is the one time you probably liked Sean. Loved. Sean. Yeah. Like, I thought Sean was so brave. He was so brave and he was so thoughtful and wonderful. Like Sean is in this episode or these two episodes for a matter of like maybe 60 seconds total. And in the first one, he's telling the guys how to get the spray paint off their car. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he's in this He's episode. fucking useful, man. In this episode, he is talking Rick down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Rick I really is like, like Sean. I already shot someone. Like, what am I? There's nothing good for me here. And he tries to aim the gun at Emma. And then Sean manages to wrestle the gun kind of away from Rick but not before it goes off. Yeah. And we don't know And we don't happened. know what happened. 
um, and everyone else is in lockdown in their classrooms, and they don't know what's going on because they haven't heard these two gunshots, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how big the school is. I also think that every firework is a gun here, so like, yeah. <laughs> every car backfiring. Yeah. Yeah, so they're all, like, stuck in the rooms. They don't know, ex- like you said, don't know exactly what happens. And then that guidance counselor comes in to call Hazel out. Yeah. She tells Hazel Jimmy's been shot. Hazel loses it, and she's mm-hmm. like, we'll get you out of here as soon as we can. It was very sad. Yeah. When did you start crying? Um, When Rick shot Jimmy, yeah. when he was talking to him. And then I pretty much cried through the rest of it. Yeah, I didn't And I'm cry. like, I've been... Like I was saying, like I've had a really stressful month. I have been really um, exhausted lately. I haven't been sleeping so much, so like I feel like I'm quick to tears. But like yeah. this really like got me. Yeah, this because was so it was heavy. just like a lose lose situation. Like no one won here. No. Um. There's nothing good that came out of this. It was all horrible, and from like many misunderstandings that could have been resolved by a couple of different like conversations. Yeah. It's like a really dark fucking three's company episode. (laughs) This misunderstanding on three's company leads to like, it's like a Frasier where like Niles dies at the end. (laughs) I would have watched that show then. (laughs) It would have been fucking Frasier. Cause you know, Niles would have been the one doing the no Niles and Frasier would be like in the bathroom conspiring and they would like throw Daphne under the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Daphne Daphne would would be dead. (laughs) Or Roz. Probably Roz. (laughs) Or Roz. I don't know. Maybe Roz. Yeah. Maybe our bulldog. And then like he wouldn't feel that bad because bulldogs. No, everyone hates bulldog. Um, So Rick dies in the, in the, in the wrestling. Am I jumping? No, no, Rick that's dies. it. Yeah, we find out because there's like calamity at the school and essentially like, you know, Joey and Caitlin have arrived there. Other parents, Jeff Isaacs, not there at all. But fucking Kate Kerwin, Bindi is, Kerwin there. is there. Yeah. Bindi Kerwin. Yeah. Did you know Ashley Kerwin's mom, Bindi? Kerwin. They said her name is Kate Kerwin. Well, he was on a cruise ship. His, his uh, Jeff Isaacs was on a cruise ship. Fucking. He played the trumpet. I don't know. <laughs> plays a horn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good mm-hmm. there's got to be some levity here rachel we're very yeah. it's a very serious i episode. know I watching watching things. jimmy try to back away from rick and also like you know you, like rick doesn't even want to shoot him jimmy like, i'll tell you something though Dr- fucking aubrey graham kills that scene yeah he oh, really plays that his scene last scene shot. standing yeah. in all of degrassi oh my god last right? scene standing yeah yeah <laughs> Craig and looks like I, Jesse Mallon. He does. Um, but it's just, oh, it was it was just such a fascinating turn of events. They all get, like, sort of out of the school. Not before Snake fucking tells off Dan Woods. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, you knew that th- we could have, pre- this tragedy could have been prevented, mm-hmm. Dan. He and calls a, him Dan. Yeah, a lot of information is kind of given to us in all these little conversation snippets around the school. Like we, That's how we learn out that Rick is dead. Yeah. Um, that Jimmy's in the hospital. That, um, uh, that, that Sean's okay. Sean's okay. So I don't know what happened exactly that if Sean managed to get the gun pointed far enough that like somehow... I don't think Sean shot him. I think that no. I think the gun went, went off. off. Yeah, yeah. It just it shot. It got Rick. Yeah. Um. So 
Then it's just like the aftermath. Like everybody's watching the news at their respective yeah. homes. So like we ha- somehow have like the Kerwin Isaacs with the Nelson Simpsons. Kerwin Isaac. With Nelson. The Nel- who's Nel- Emma? Nel- the Nelson yeah, Simpsons. Simpsons yeah. <laughs> and everyone is calling him a psycho. They're all saying he's a psycho. Ashley Kerwin says he's he must be a psycho. And Toby walks away. She goes, I just want to understand who this was, like what kind of person this was. And, and Toby runs out of the room and Emma said very understandably, she was like, it was, it was Toby's friend. Emma's great. Emma like understand this scene, yeah. the fucking scene with Emma and Sean and Rick and Toby is fucking great. They're it's all, so, so they're good. all so good in it. And it's like so well scripted. Like every moment is just it's like perfect. Good. It's so pizza man. I can't even use pizza man. because oh, that's too like funny. We like, should say we can still, this <laughs> podcast has to have some living. All of these people, in real life I'm like getting teary eyed I know I was almost gonna skip this because I was like I don't know that Rachel can handle watching it so um it should also be noted that when describing the tar and feathering Mm -hmm. to Jimmy Mm -hmm. Spinner does pizza man Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. as like how perfect it was he was like yeah does pizza man (laughs) so um when the Emma so it's really now like a big struggle for Toby because Toby's like this was my friend why and I think his inner monologue is saying like why didn't I stop how didn't I know this was going to happen why didn't I see this I could have prevented this and he's really yeah. dealing very hard and it's like interesting to think about also like you know some of these kids were like in their classrooms and all but the PTSD of the ones who are witnessing these things like Craig seeing Jimmy right the three of them seeing Rick die in front of them essentially right. I mean or at least be like injured enough I don't know what the aftermath of like that Rick getting shot was because all we then see them are is in these other classrooms but even like ashley's mom sees jimmy coming out on the stretcher and you can tell like that's like, yeah that was ashley's boyfriend yeah. remember someone that she knew very well yeah because she was always there because his house was so cold yeah needed to, <laughs> needed to be in a warm house he needed sometimes. to be in a warmer house um <sighs> so i'm gonna be, i'm gonna open myself up to ridicule and criticism the scene i laughed at mm-hmm. uh was this one mm-hmm Toby, Toby, who is being questioned by the police, and the and he's uh, with his mother. Is that his mother? No, No, it's his his stepmom. Yeah, Jeff Isaacs is on a cruise playing the trumpet, and it is very sad. But Toby's like, he's not my friend. He's a psycho, and he's not my friend. And he like then turns into Ashley Bindi Kerwin's arms and like lays in them and cries. And it's not funny. It's so sad. But But for some reason, something about it felt funny very like a bit like a little like a like a very little kid but that's when you realize oh shit they are kids like yeah and also like i mean i can't imagine like knock on wood like you know i haven't known a school shooter to date like i don't know how you reckon with someone doing that that you thought you knew well i also i mean i don't think that toby knows rick very well to be fair but like also it's not you don't think that someone's capable of doing that Right. I agree. And especially when you think when you are Toby and you kind of know, oh, shit, I really was this dude's only friend. Yeah. And you struggle with, like, what could I have done to make this not happen? Not only that, I think he's going to be start to feel like I didn't do anything while Sean did this. 
And I, I, mean, I love Emma, and Emma's like yeah. the person I care about most in this yeah. world. And all I did was stand there. I can see this. I don't know what's going to happen, but toxic I can masculinity. See the Toby thing. Not even that. Just mm-hmm. because, like, I, I, I think it's more like I could just see how it's going to affect Toby moving forward. From like, yeah, why didn't I do anything? Why didn't I step up? Why didn't I say anything about how he was being bullied? Mm-hmm. Why did I say that I had a skateboarding accident when they mashed my face into the fucking water fountain? Yeah. Like all of that kind of shit. Like, but also he's saving his own ass because like, I get it. I get it. It's yeah. rough. It's rough. Toby's going to have a rough go. This is a rough, uh, you know what we call these episodes? We call them heavy bones for a reason. Oh yeah. This is like beyond heavy bones. What's like, the, what's that even higher level of this is of the heaviest there's there, there is a casualty <laughs> yeah someone is dead this is the heaviest bones yeah. violently not just like someone yeah. like had this a heart is, attack yeah this is like a whole like slew of skeletons fell on you and you can't get yeah out of these bones pile. are like fucking yeah you're right i'm yeah. gonna they're pause. not just like normal bones they're like buffalo bones buffalo bones yeah. that's what i was thinking it's a buffalo bones buffalo bones thing. and they lost four games four super bowls so it's like oh the those famous buffalo Buffalo, Buffalo bones. bones are so heavy. Um, I also wanted to point out, as since it feels like we're wrapping up the the main story, uh, Paige is a great friend. Yes, she's so good to <sighs> Hazel, and honestly, she was like even the time that she jokes with Rick, like it's in like jest rather yeah, than being yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she is. Well, it's it's definitely it's certainly like the lightest of the bullying. Yeah, uh, I don't even know if I call it bullying. It's mad. something you say to a friend. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's changed a lot since a few episodes ago. But but Paige is always she's a great friend if you're in the hospital. Yes. Remember, she was always oh, yeah. at Terry's. She's always she must like the doctors and nurses must know her by now. She loves the hospital. <laughs> she's like a tr- she's like a yeah. person who's like addicted she has, to tragedy. She has a permanent visitor pass. <laughs> um, so yeah, I loved that she was in the hospital. So at the end of this episode is she's at the hospital with Hazel, who's just like you know devastated because mm-hmm. they don't know what, what's going to happen to Jimmy. And then Spinner, which we haven't really talked about, Spinner is emotionally shook by what happens. He gets into a fight with Jay and he's like, that's my best friend. And then Jay says, regardless of the circumstances, he's not going to be anymore. Meaning yeah. like if he lives or dies, he's not going to be your best friend. Cause he's going to be pissed at you for this. If he lives other, other story, he dies. Yeah. Jay is so fucking callous and cold. I, when are we going to like Jay? We're gonna. It's gonna happen. I don't. I still cannot. I mean, it, it gets worse and worse, like every couple episodes. Like he just seems like an awful person. Well, they're they're setting up a real mountain to climb and redeeming this guy. I'm interested to see them do it. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna lose liking Spinner. But to be honest, like I really don't feel um, the fact that Spinner feels remorse and extreme remorse. I think. Makes yeah. me like I don't I don't hate Spinner right no, now. No, neither do I. I don't think I'm ever gonna hate Spinner. I hate I mean, the thing he did. Yeah, I think it was a horrible thing he did, but he couldn't have seen that this would happen from Certainly. that either. They're just kids. Yeah, you know, like, but now that so then he shows up at the hospital. He's devastated, and Paige just says, "No, don't come in." But I don't even think that Paige and Hazel know yet, like that. No. They, that what the true story? No, is about. I think that it's just because she knows that Hazel's so upset, like yeah. that she just needs some space. Are those Jimmy's parents? Oh, were they? They're Maybe. In, in, in the cold, cold house. Cold, they got a lot of jackets hospital. on because they're always so cold. Yeah. Um, That's a great shot. <laughs> There's a shot in the Kerwin, Kerwin Isaacs, Nelson Simpson household of everyone arranged just so, so that you could see them all. 
Emma really feels empathy for Toby for what Toby's going through. There's like a memorial at the Degrassi and Toby sits standing there by himself and Emma comes and is by his side and hugs him. Yeah. It's very nice. And it's one of these things like there's stuff out there for Jimmy who hasn't died. He's like he but no, I feel for not. the fact that no one's mourning Rick. Sure. And I mean like what what sure, bring, his mom bringing mom. the gun into the school is wrong. Shooting Jimmy is wrong. But like the circumstances are just so fucked. Mm-hmm. Like he also deserves to be mourned. But he But I be. think someone like Snake yeah. is in his own way. Yeah, yeah. I think there are people who are certainly Snake feels like they failed Rick. And yeah. that, you know, they had opportunity to help him and they did. And they did fail Rick. They did, totally, hundred yeah. percent. Um Which is what makes it really unfortunate, the whole situation. God, it's so much more than unfortunate because someone died. Even if it's all in cell face, in cell face, in cell face. Yeah, yeah. You know, if Rick would have lived, he would have grown up to be like Stephen Miller. So maybe uh, it's for the best. Yeah. Uh, uh, we talked about this already, but the glut of school shootings and mass shootings uh, over the last like you know half decade or so have mm-hmm. sort of rendered this kind of like tame tame because yeah. a lot of the school shootings i mean i would say ever since uh newtown like a lot yeah. of these ones have been like military style yeah, like, yeah, people yeah going in and trying to kill as many people as possible yeah. instead of like actually but i don't know if they ever were people trying to to be so specific as to like you hurt me bang like, well Columbine definitely but they killed quite a few people. They still, did, so. but like they were also bullied by a lot of people. I yeah, think. yeah. Uh, and then we get a great shot though at the end of Ellie and and Sean cohabitating in that two bedroom. God, and I feel like the state pays this for poor it. child who is like living in this apartment paid for by the state like could really use a Mr. Law Potato Head right now or yeah. some kind of adult for like like the PTSD he must be experiencing. Like he needs an adult, even if that adult is only thirty two years old and is Joey Jeremiah. <laughs> yeah, true. Mr. La Potato Head, you got my heart singing. Do you think Mr. La Potato Head and Jimmy Brooks are going to become good friends? Because oh, he's going to show how to use a wheelchair. You know and do what? All the cool I would tricks. not be surprised. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I would not be surprised if there is a scene with I Mr. Hope La Potato so. Head and Jimmy. I hope he comes Just back. because I want to be able to talk about Mr. La Potato yeah. Head in the present tense. When you go to a vigil, do you hold one of those prayer candles in your <laughs> oh, hand? Oh, you know who I do want to talk about? Yes. Do you, uh, there's a great extra in this episode uh-huh. where uh, it's during the wits end what's it called Wh- whack also, your brain sorry sorry this this poster for jimmy brooks someone just for the memorial just says why yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like pictures of jimmy on construction paper in, in big block letters why ah well, so we know why because we watched the episode right we know why but they don't necessarily know it. oh we shyler stone over a tear terry emma and uh and uh toby at the end of the second episode um so during whack your brain Mm-hmm. Uh, principal, principal, uh, Mr. Simpson is mm-hmm. sitting next to a student, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. an extra, mm-hmm. who has literally no reaction to anything that happens ever throughout <laughs> the game of Whack Your Brain, whereas Snake and everybody is clapping, Animated. and when they get something wrong, he's like visibly like upset, and this extra, who is seated right next to him, mm-hmm. does has no movements whatsoever. She is so uninterested in what's going on, and I love her with all my heart. And you all think my she wasn't a paid extra? She was like someone's kid who just got stuck in a seat uh, there. I, I don't know. What I think my best guess is that they told her 
you're from the other school, the one mm-hmm. that's going to lose. Gotcha. So you're supposed to be like bummed, but she doesn't do that. She just does. I am completely just sitting here. It's pretty wonderful. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was pretty damn excellent. Excellente. Excellent? Yeah. Because if he had gotten eggs, that would have made uh, sense. E- yeah, they should have put eggs and feathers on him or something. Excellent. They should have just dumped yeah. motor oil on him. Oh, God. Hold the last have made me cry. I was thinking today, and I was like, I kind of feel like there's only two ways that school shootings are going to go. Okay. What are the two ways? (laughs) Thanks. Go for it. They're either going to keep getting horribly, horribly worse because no one does anything about it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I thought you meant specific school shootings. Oh, no, no, no. You mean, okay, okay. So I thought I you just were meant like about the world in general. I thought you meant shooting. like if if a school shooting is going to happen, there's only two ways it's going to go, and I was like, bad or fucking really bad. That's why I chuckled. Okay, you yeah, mean well, you moving forward? You know the forward. cops that we have in the schools are going to stop. Oh yeah, them. and, and the armed the teachers and all the all those active shooter skills. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you mean moving forward, the mm-hmm. plague of school shootings? Yeah, it's either going to get much, much worse, yes. or it's going to make a complete 180. Yeah. But I don't know how that's going to happen. Those are really the only two ways they could go. Yeah. Either they get much, much worse, or they get better. Yep. <laughs> Deep thoughts by Rachel you know, I got a lot of blood drawn today. Hold <laughs> the last while I'm here. Why am I so what is that, George song? Michael? <laughs> How do you feel about it being cry. time stands still? I feel like that was a good title for it. Time. Look at this. Oh, yeah. She's Look, a terrible actress. Time stands still. Even Jay is clapping. There's no looking back, but I want to look around you now. That's Amy Mann. Oh. Amy Mann is the female voice of, uh, look, <laughs> anyway, Amy Mann is a uh, guest spot on that Rush song, Time Stand Still. That's mm. who the woman is. <clears throat> to the people that surround me now, time stand still. If someone pulled a Carrie prank on you, yeah, how do you think you would handle it? Honestly, I'd probably be like, ha, ah, this is funny, and then go cry somewhere. Yeah, that's, I think, how I would handle yeah, it as well. That's probably what I would have done. Oh my God, you got me, guys. Totally amazing. And then what go a cry great by prank. myself in a bathroom. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't see myself sulking off because then they win. Yeah. Then the terrorists win. Mm-hmm. And I can't see myself getting angry because then the terrorists win. Yeah. So you got to just suck Laugh it, up. it off and mm. then go go sulk and then come up with an elaborate plan to get back at them. That's what Toby would have done. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he'd come up with an elaborate plan. Or JT would definitely play it off like it was a, a funny bit. You mm-hmm. got me, guys. Mm-hmm. In the places that surround me now, time stands still. So that's our episode, I guess. Episodes. Your neighbors are loud. Four more years. Four more years. That's what people could be saying for Donald Trump. Oh, God. Well, this was like, I, I mean, we ended at such a weird point where, like, I can't wait to watch the next episode and see what happens. Back in Black is the next episode. I love ACDC. They're not in my top 50 favorite bands, but I like ACDC a lot. I also love Amy Winehouse. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. I love Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. 
uh, my MVO is uh, the first real estate agent. Oh. Helen, she had a ridiculous outfit on. She looked like a cruise director. Yeah, she looked great. I thought she was she was a fun character for a moment. Yeah, I mean, I can't do Rick's suit or like being covered in because you feathers. can't. You can't it's even just laugh not. At it, right? No, you can't it's you can't. It's just really well. Sad. Certainly, you can't say being covered in feathers because that's very. Sad, that's very really sad. really sad. The suit is ridiculous, but it's still not as ridiculous as Helen, the real estate agent's outfit. You might ask yourself, well, <laughs> how did I get here? I bet you Rick is asking himself that question right now. Well, he's not. He's dead. Don't ask himself anything. He died shortly after the events of the Did this actor go on to do anything? I don't know. He's fucking excellent. Like, I'm not even kidding. He's in the Drake video. I know. I know. He was probably. I didn't know. I forgot that he died. I I wasn't sure if, like. I didn't remember that part either. I remember the episode, but like not that well. And I, but I don't remember that he died. I didn't remember the episode very well at all. But I, when he shot Jimmy and that fall, yeah, that was like iconic. When I saw that, I was like, oh my god, right. Yeah. Like I even kind of forgot about the tar and feathering thing. To be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. I did, except for that I've seen so many stills of it recently. Right, right, because you see the still on the YouTube. Yeah, I mean, do we even have to ask how much this goes there? I think the answer's pretty clear. Is this because you don't want me to do my thing? This is what you're trying to avoid <laughs> me doing. <laughs> well, do. your thing is pretty normal. My yeah. thing is yeah, very long. Yeah, your thing is unbearable. <laughs> but uh, it's a 10, right? I think it's, it's a, a 12. Like, I think it's, like, off oh, the charts. You're changing like. the, okay, you're changing the rules. <laughs> changing the rules. We didn't discuss this, Broomheads. We did not We did not have a general general manager meeting before to discuss <laughs> we were going off the rails. Uh, great, I love it. You're going twelve. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with I'm a rule follower. It's probably no, you're not. You're a rule follower. I'm a rule follower. Uh, it's a ten plus. Yeah, it's it's, it's so a 10 far. Plus. I think that's that's a good way of putting it. It's a ten plus. So far, this is the most goingiest there episode we've had. If they pulled here's okay. Here's what I will say. It is definitely a ten plus. But if they pu- they tried to pull off this feat, and I don't think they a hundred percent succeeded. Had they succeeded. It would have been even more. They tried very hard to get us to the place where we sort of sympathize with Rick after the fact. Mm. And I don't quite think they nailed it. I think you probably sympathize with him a little more than I do. I sympathize with the fact that he died. I don't obviously want anybody to die. uh, Except Mitch McConnell. But uh, uh, So that is sad to me. But I feel like... But I also think, in a way, you could never get him there because they wanted to do this incel route with him. Incel yeah. before incels. How many things on this show were like, this This became such a thing that because they kind of were Because it was probably before. the thing the whole time. We just oh, didn't absolutely. have the internet. We didn't have a name yeah. for it. We didn't have a name Yeah, for it. exactly. But and like, now we have words to put to these horrible types of people. So, yeah. You got to avoid me doing my intro to this. We are just both saying Heavy Bones 10. Yeah. Oh, the heaviest of bones, the Buffalo bones. The Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills. All four games, all four Super Bowl. All games. those bones of all those football players on top of you. I felt like when I knew this episode was coming, and I was like, God, I want to talk about Rush so bad, but I was like, oh, I feel like I can't because this is like such a heavy bones episode. But I'm glad I did. Yeah, you should have. Yeah, because we got some levity. I thought about watching this a second time through, oh, just because I took so few notes on the second episode because I was like, I'll remember it all, and I was like. I do, but I probably should have still taken notes. <laughs> I didn't take any notes either, and it was not because there was nothing noteworthy, or be, or I just forgot. I yeah, forgot to I take them because I was literally watching, watching it so intently. And I, there was a couple things that I missed uh, some of what people said, and I meant to go back, but I didn't. 
There, yeah, I, I, guys, there was a sorry. The cops said sorry to Joey because mm-hmm. they couldn't let him into the school. But um, I, I was listening to the Daily today, and I heard Justin Trudeau say sorry, and he said sorry, not sorry. Well, that just goes to show you. He's not he's really a, he's Canadian. He's a blackface racist, blackface wearing racist Canadian who doesn't say sorry. Yeah. Time stands still. You didn't realize that was Amy Mann when you were watching the video? No, I wasn't. I wasn't paying that much attention to the video. Is she Canadian too? She is. Wow, so many famous Canadians. Uh, why? Oh, we don't need to talk about this. We've done enough damage. To what? Why does fucking Craig have to be sick at the beginning of this episode? Why is Craig so much taller than Joey Jeremiah? Dude, are you feeling Craig in these episodes, looks wise? He's getting there. Yeah, he's not quite. He's gonna. He's tell. he's got a little bit too much of a lacrosse boy haircut right uh-huh. now. See, but I think it's almost kind of mullety in like yeah, a cool. Yeah, yeah. He needs to. It it gets better. It he gets also grows better. into his face, so he doesn't look like such a child. Yes, he looks like Je- like Jesse Malin. No one knows who that is. He's a singer. I mean, I know his name, but I don't know if I know what he looks like. Oh, really? Oh, my God. I can't wait to show you. He yeah, looks just he like, looks like, looks like right Time stands still. Um, so many good extras on this show, like just walking out of the school, running away from the shooting, watching the trivia. So, Pat, we're yep. down to our last question for tonight. I gotta, I'm, I'm not going to do it this week and sorry this week, guys. I could. It was because the episode was like heavy bones and I wasn't paying attention to sorry. Well, OK, so we're down to our second to last question, but we're getting rid of the last question. That's why I'm saying <laughs> that's I'm just saying I'm letting everybody know. So this is now our last mm-hmm. our last big yeah. event. And this is a this is a this is a. OK, go. OK. I didn't have an answer before tonight. I didn't, I didn't write have something. an answer before like eight minutes ago. Yeah, before uh, we, we spoke tonight and then it clicked with me because I was like, how do you even pull someone out of this episode to be an MVO? Like, MVD. Sorry. Jesus heavens. You know what? I quit. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of emotional weight here, Pat. Let me make a mistake on my words. Don't tarn feather me. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel for my birthday uh, the broomheads on who follows on Instagram saw it she brought uh, she got a cake made uh-huh. for me for my birthday that says on it with this musical notes two yeah. musical notes <laughs> and it says if I do on it it says if I do so if you follow sparklespaz28 on mm-hmm. Instagram you can see a picture of me with the cake yeah it was very lovely I thought it was a very nice gesture mm-hmm. uh, really started the night off on a nice on a nice uh, tip Oh, thanks, thanks, pal. Pat. Thanks, pal. We like I'm each other. I'm glad you liked it. We, we are friends, guys. We are friends. I know it seems sometimes we get testy with one another Yeah. on the show, but we're friends. We're friends, right? Yeah, I don't even think we got that testy on the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Ask really, me. Do your whole really preamble. Let me hard. hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. It's really hard to pick someone from this episode who shines because it's such a sad episode for so many characters. And there's so much, like, miscommunication between people that, like, makes it hard for, like, oh, like, I feel for everyone. But who, Pat, who among them Mm -hmm. is your most valuable Degrassian of this episode? Okay, I toyed with a lot of people. I thought about Sean. I thought about Paige. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought about Toby. Mm -hmm. I even thought about uh, Archibald Rupert Snake Simpson. Mm Mm-hmm. But here's where I'm going with this. Okay. 
The MVD is not necessarily the character or person who you think is the best person. Yeah. It's the person who uh, impacts the show sometimes, who has the best storyline going, and frankly, who was the the best actor or uh, on the show. Rick is my MVD of this episode. Yeah. I'm pretty shocked about it because I know I how think that's that sounds. you're I think that that makes a lot of sense though. As soon as you started saying it, I was like, "Oh, that's a really good point." Um, and especially because we see a lot of facets of Rick on this. Yeah. And so I think that there's something to that to the fact that like we you you do almost sympathize with him. I, I almost don't. Yeah. I do less than you, but I do. But you kind of, you can see where he's going, where I, this is coming from. I think that as a representative, as like kind of... Uh, of incels? Of incels. <laughs> of like this sort of be person. And, and, and again, listen, they did this in... 44 minutes and they, yeah. you know there's not a ton of nuance here but for the because of that i almost think the perf- i think i'm really giving i don't even know the i who the actor's name is that does this no the real mvd is the actor who's playing him because he's he plays like multiple different times types of uh unbalanced let's say yeah, yeah. in really uh remarkable ways he's very uh I don't know. He affects the narrative of the show moving forward forever. He was in like six episodes total. Like, talk about another character who's in as few episodes who will affect the show moving forward just because of his actions. I mean, you could also go with Jimmy because Jimmy sort of like opens his heart to him a little bit and and gets there. You can go with any number of person. I'm going to go with Rick because, listen, also, not for nothing, this is it. You know, this yeah. is the, the we've seen the tr- the tragic tale of Rick yeah, something or other, yeah. uh, and, and this is how it ends in a really Rick, sad Ricky, Ricky, Rick. <laughs> Ricky tread the boards. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm saying Rick. It doesn't mean I think he's like you should give him a trophy for being a cool guy that you like, but uh, he he's he's really sad and bad and all of that. And but he you know I mean come on I don't know it's just that's my that's it. No, that's where that I'm makes going. that makes a lot of sense. And you can look because you know how you always show me. Yeah. Your what you wrote down. I wrote Sean down. Oh. I was gonna say Sean, and then as the show was. Going yeah. by and we were watching, I changed. I didn't write anyone down. I didn't even write down my rating because I knew what it was and I knew what my MBO was. If I do. Um, but I only came up with an MVD MVP um, about a half an hour ago. Mm-hmm. And mine is Sean. Mm-hmm. Probably for the reasons why you originally wrote him down. Completely great answer. Sean, like I said, only in here for a short time. But he... Is it's useful and he takes a yes. handle of a situation in a way that like no one else quite does. He was the most directly um, involved in Rick's death, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, but, it like, could come down to he killed him. We don't know, but yet. I don't, he I don't keeps remember. Rick from killing anyone else. Yep. Um, it's he, it's very oh I totally agree with you about Rick though like I think that that's actually a really good choice too I don't really think that there is a clear cut answer for this episode mm-hmm. I think that everyone does a really good job except for maybe Joey Jeremiah <laughs> 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 who is kind of like 
Joey Jeremiah. I don't understand his <laughs> like fragile male <laughs> ego that like he can't like Caitlyn buy this fucking house or ask for help from anyone. Ugh, it's another example of like having to be masculine above and beyond like actually doing the right thing. Yeah, Joey. That's sucks. what this ep- both the yeah, A-star and the no. B-star actually, of this episode that's very are true. About. You're right. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah, and um, it says a lot. I think. I've I am now seeing Sean Cameron in a different light, so I thought he was very brave. Yeah, I like bravery. Bravery is a big, uh, yeah. In all in all forms and I of even, facets. I like. I mean, I I feel for Toby. I love like, the bravery. The group. Remember the bravery. I love. Oh, them. you loved the bravery. Yeah. Big um, fan. I feel for Toby a lot in this episode. I think Toby's and I great. Think, like Toby did a good job. Like I feel for Emma. I think Emma did a good job. Spinner actually was like a really interesting character in both parts of these episodes um yes i agree spinners and spinner is a uh, bindi kerwin bindi kerwin bindi the kerwin other newscaster who's Could an you asshole. oh yeah she was mean she didn't want to she wanted to try to i like how stacy mystician like berated that news reporter for like doing her job i mean she was doing her job granted she was not like uh, subtle about it or like thoughtful, no. but Stacy Mystician would have done the same thing if it was a different school. I yeah. imagine. Stacy Mystician threatened to beat her up. Yeah, which I like to pummel. I believe she said pummel. She yeah, kind of pummel Sydney her. was kind of an adult in all Sydney. of this. She did an alright job. Um, I uh, love Rick's the mom. pick. I love Sean as a pick. I think, especially considering he wasn't in uh, a lot of the episode, and it, but his impact but is felt. It's Huge. huge. I agree. I agree. It's totally. Huge. What's that? Is that an is that an impre- What is that? <laughs> Who is that? Is that the impression of the soon to be impeached, impeached president, president of the United States? Um, this is this is it. We're done. We're not doing any more of the Degrassi every episode every marathon podcast. This was our goal. I'm pretty sure this whack your brain never got aired either. <laughs> Oh, no, it was live. I believe it was live because Principal Dan Woods was reading it, watching it in his office with like a knowing smile. But I also thought they said something about how it wasn't going to air. And then someone said that they could cut right before the beat. Oh, I missed that. You probably are right. Um, so we did it, guys. Now, here's my question. So obviously this isn't the last episode of Deep. I'm just kidding. Uh, fear not, dope monkeys and broomheads. You'll have 10,000 more downloads ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um but I think when we started this, our brains were on abortion and shooting. And stabbing. Oh, right, right. You said that. You did say I that. I feel like right. we have through stabbing. You and are then right. I wonder what we have after that. Well, I'm going to say this. We have like two more seasons to get through before we get to this. I know. Even. But I'm actually Liberty's weirdly. Baby. I know. I know. That's I, exciting. Yeah, that's actually really exciting. I got to say. I guess I look forward to <laughs> These episodes, even though like when I watch them, I'm like, I don't remember any of this shit. Yeah. I know the tentpole big moments of yeah. all of these. Same. Like, it's weird because I don't know if I actually how much of Degrassi I actually ever watched. Yeah. Because I feel like I know the big moments, but I don't remember how much of it I actually saw. Right. I agree. And then but so but because I know all like the big tentpole moments of like this cast. Mm-hmm. I'm actually like excited about like Fiona yeah. and those people who I don't remember. I mean, I know I, I watched know some of those, but I don't remember. Cancer scares, more pregnancies, suicide, and then I've watched like the new new ones, the next class. Yeah, one, I watched the which first is season. Different, one. and they hit a lot of points very quickly, but things that felt like 
dumber to me than this stuff, but maybe it's just because it wasn't my era. Yes. yes. But they actually, I mean, some of the Next Class stuff towards the end I really liked, but the first season of it, I was like, this is stupid. Like, I feel I, like I liked the first season. I don't know why yeah. I never watched it again, but I stopped. But, yeah, but, there's three more seasons. You should watch it. Yeah. yeah. We'll get there when we get there so in 2035. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you realize when we're like at that point, mm-hmm. we'll be through so many bad presidents? Oh God, we'll just be through Trump. He'll Shame. like change. The yeah, rules. yeah. He's he's fucking he, Trump is, is going to handcuff himself to that desk. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to like smoke bomb him out of there. That's fine. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love to watch him get get pulled out of there by like a SWAT team. Do you think he ever wore blackface? <laughs> Why yeah. haven't we seen yes, the pictures of it? Sure. He's been around a long time. It was like pre-pictures. Yeah, he had to have pre-pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Trump is doing blackface before pictures. <laughs> anyway, it's not funny to make fun of blackface. I'm not making, I guess I'm making fun of Trump. Yeah. Time stands still. YYZ. So that's our, that's our Drake shooting episode. After this, does it feel anticlimactic now that we're done? No, I mean I'm just kind of like, like the world has changed, things have shifted. The balance. It, can, it will never be the same again. It will never be the same. Like everything that's happened so far has not been that. No one has died. Terry, Terry died. Well, she didn't die. No, she died. Yeah. She's dead. Also, Jeff Isaacs died. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else? Oh, Kendra. Kendra's mm-hmm. dead. She's Spinner's dead, yeah. sister, Kendra. She Chris died. isn't dead yet, but he's not long for this world. No, you're right, Chris. And uh, Sydney came back from the dead. Yeah. In this episode, she's no longer yeah. dead. Um, who else? That's it, I guess, right? No one else? Gone? Caitlin's producer boyfriend? He died. Yeah. He died tragically. <laughs> How? Uh, Stampeded by an elephant? Yes. Yeah, that sounds right yes, for him. That's exactly right. <laughs> it took so long because I was looking it up, but she turned out to be right. He was stampeded by an elephant. Mm-hmm. I think I hit the microphone about 63 times in this episode. Can't wait to edit it. Yeah. Does that really jar you in the editing? No, room? not not too badly, but more so when you knock the mic off the table. <laughs> I miss Manny, but you can't put Manny in this episode because no. she's like goofy. No, Manny couldn't be in this episode. Liberty couldn't be in this episode. Ashley was only barely in it at the end to make snarky comments. Same with Ellie. Well, she didn't make the snarky Ellie comments. Ellie didn't even say anything. Yeah, she was just there. Mr. La Potato Head should have been there. <laughs> Coach Anderson Armstrong has a moment. Miss Kwan has a moment. So that's our episode, I guess. Then. Yeah, we did it. We did yeah. it. We made it through if that. You, if you like the show... Which you should, because it's great. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can subscribe... Uh, rate and review in iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can listen to it many other places like yep. Spotify, yep. Stitcher, Google Play. Yep. I don't even know where we are. I should probably check that out. Um, um, the places. The places that you listen to podcasts. The places you have come to fear the most. Mm-hmm. Dashboard Confessional. Oh, God. Back at it. No, you. can follow us on Instagram at sparklespaz28. And you, you can should. Find please look at the go, go there so you can see the awesome cake, Rachel. Yeah, uh, yeah. For my yeah, birthday. You can follow us on Facebook at uh, the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. It's Deem Podcast. Deem. Oh, Deem Podcast. It's Deem Podcast. Um, yeah. Otherwise, man, get on it. Write us an email, everyepisodever yeah. at gmail.com. 
Um, Just remember, we're going to sign off. Just remember, Miss Kwan's got a dog. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, that's it. We had a great time. This was, I mean, this, it's, it's hard because they're not always, it can't always be so fun. Yeah. Sometimes they're a little more This serious. was going there. Yeah, this went there. This ten. went places. 10 out of 10. And I'm hoping that next week is lighthearted and a two. Like, I, mean, I don't, I don't know. know. That's going to be I hard. Mean, well, we're going to find out that Jimmy's paralyzed at some point. He's never going to be able to play basketball again. No girl's going to want to date him. I don't know when he and Hazel break up, but I can't imagine that being a good thing. No girl's going to want to date him. Why not? That's like, sorry, I was looking up uh, Jimmy Brooks in wheelchair pictures for your cake today. <laughs> right, yeah. And there was like a quote from an episode where he's talking to Ashley later about how no no girl's going to want to date a guy in a wheelchair. Yeah. Like. And she's like, oh, contraire, moan frere. <laughs> does that does she say that's what she says right i mean maybe yeah. i mean do you think you can still get a boner oh god jesus <laughs> christ i didn't think <laughs> of all the, the the people who were going to ask that question on this show i'm so surprised that it was not me and it was you <laughs> i believe yes i believe you can still uh, achieve an erection yeah with a with a i mean i spine. guess it does it depend on where your paralyzation is I don't know the Are science. Are you ex- of it. Dr. Pat? <laughs> I don't know the science of it. Um, but here we are. All right, guys. Okay, guys. Always remember Rick. R.I.P. Rick. Yeah. R.I.P. Eh, sort of P. <laughs> Just R. Just R. Rick. Rest. Yeah. Rest. You know, it is a hard life. You know, it's only like 16 years, and most of it was like being oh. made fun of and beat up and stuff. I guess it is sad. Whatever it takes. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Now I gotta listen to the theme song to see which voices are in it. That's the best one, though. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we love you all so much. (laughs) Happy birthday. Wish me a happy birthday. Yeah, wish Pat a happy birthday. Bye, Rick. Peace. See you, Sarah Barabel, to shower.